Bearcat fans, your expectations for the Cincinnati Bearcats should be to reach the college football playoff every season. Even this upcoming season, we'll talk about how the Bearcats can get back to the 14 playoff. And something that football can sell to recruits that men's basketball cannot. Plus, I recently read a great piece about why the University of Cincinnati is such a great place to go to school and how far the school has come in the last 20 years. And I've seen it firsthand now being an alum and having been a student there. It's all coming up on Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, April the 6th of 2022. So Bearcats football this season is going to look a little different. It's going to feel a little different than last year's season. But if you're thinking that it's going to look and feel different because of the players that aren't here, because there's not as high of expectations... I would, I differ from that. I believe that there should still be a level of expectation to reach the college football playoff. If the Bearcats program is what we think it is, and if Luke Fickle is the head coach we think he is, and he's going to stay long term, and if this program is a top 10 program, we should be having the expectation. We should expect, maybe more so hope, that this program can reach the college football playoff every single season. And they're not going to reach it every season. But we can have that hope that they can reach the college football playoff. And there should be expectations to do so. This is a program that is coming off of a college football playoff appearance. That alone should create this expectation that this program can get there. I'm not sure if there was an expectation last year to get there. I did not expect the Bearcats to go. I said anything lower than a New Year's Six Bowl, anything less than a New Year's Six Bowl would be a disappointment. It wasn't until after the Bearcats beat Notre Dame that I was firmly convinced that the Bearcats could make the college football playoff. And it wasn't until the Bearcats were officially in the playoff that I thought they would get into the playoff. Because... Again, they're a group of five team, and we know how the group of five is perceived by the College Football Playoff Committee. If you need any evidence, look at where the Bearcats were placed in the initial College Football Playoff rankings. Sixth. You know who was ahead of them? Oregon. They had a loss. You know who else was ahead of them? Michigan State. They lost that next week. You know who else was ahead of them? Alabama. Maybe more rightfully so than Oregon. You know who else was ahead of them? Ohio State. Well, they had a loss. If that didn't tell you how the group of five is perceived, I don't know what I didn't I don't know what would have. So there is a way for Cincinnati to get back to the college football playoff this year. First, they got to beat Arkansas. I mean, the season, like I've said, hinges on one game. And that's the first game of the season. If you go into Arkansas and beat an SEC team that is probably going to be ranked to start the season, 
that's a huge first step. Then you got to go undefeated. You don't get the benefit of the doubt by losing one game. Three of the four teams who made the college football playoff last year had one loss. There have been years where every team in the college football playoff has a loss. Excuse me. There are years where three teams are undefeated going into the playoff. Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU in 2019. There are years where there's three teams and only one, three teams with a loss and one team that's undefeated. That was 2014 with Florida State, the only undefeated team. Every, every other team had a loss. You cannot lose in the group of five. Then you have to blow teams out. Because the outside perception is the Bearcats lost Desmond Ritter. They lost Sauce Gardner. They lost Kobe Bryant. Who is their star-studded player this year that can lead them to the college football playoff? I don't know. Maybe a star emerges in Josh Wiley or Leonard Taylor. Maybe a star player emerges at running back like Ryan Montgomery. Maybe a star player emerges on defense. But if they if 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 no one does, you have to as a team make a statement by blowing every team out. The Bearcats made the playoff last year with a seven-point win in Navy, who was terrible last year. A, a win at Tulane that, despite the scoreboard saying that it was a 19-point margin of victory, I thought it was much closer than that. Cincinnati did not play well that game. And they beat Tulsa by eight, in which they had to make 10 defensive stops. 10 defensive stops on 10 plays inside the five-yard line by the Golden Hurricane. They made the playoff in spite of those. They didn't play well in some games, but they won all of them. And they made enough statements and they had the players to do so. You don't have that luxury this year. If you go through conference, if you go through the conference, if you beat Temple, UCF, SMU, and all the other conference teams you play, the only two teams they don't play are Houston and Memphis, which I'm disappointed about because I think those are really fun games. But then again, UC's going to the Big 12, so we'll have more fun games to look forward to. If you beat every conference opponent by double digits, and then you draw a decent opponent in the conference championship game, maybe a Houston, maybe a Memphis, if you draw a decent opponent like like the Bearcats had last year in Houston, and you beat them by double digits again, and you're 13-0, can they really be left out in the college football playoff? Can they really be left out? I don't think they I don't think they should. They just went to the college football playoff. So now we're going to go back to the group of 5 perception that's going to keep them out. How can you keep out a team that went to the playoff last year and that went 13 and 0 this year when the odds were clearly stacked against them that they weren't likely to go undefeated and yet they did and you're going to keep them out. Now, there is Chaos that needs to happen like last year. Ohio State needs to lose two games. The ACC needs to be, once again, terrible. Clemson needs to lose three games like they did last year. The Pac-12, once again, can't send a team to the playoff. The Big 12 can't either. And 
you need to get lucky somewhere in the SEC. There is a way for Cincinnati to get back to the playoff. Chaos needs to happen. But then you wonder about what if Notre Dame has another great season? What if they go 11-1 and again? The benefit you get from them is that they don't play in a conference championship game. Once they play their 12th game, they are over. They are done with the regular season. They can't do anything about their seeding. So there is a way the Bearcats can get back to the college football playoff. And I'm talking about this because we should be. Why would you want to lower your ex? Now, why would you want to lower your expectations and just be like, well, let's just hope we win the AAC championship? You should hope that every year. That should be a baseline expectation. This program has won back-to-back AAC championships. This program has clearly taken over the conference. They're going to leave potentially as three-time, the reigning three-time conference champions and will have played in four straight championship games. You shouldn't have to worry about your expectations of them winning the AAC championship. What you do have to worry about is you're getting to the college football playoff. Because I think it can happen. And I think we should expect it to happen. Now, being realistic, they're probably not going to go to the college football playoff. I don't think they're going to beat Arkansas. I think they could lose a conference game. I don't know how I don't know who's going to start a quarterback, how they're going to perform. I don't know how the running back room is going to be. I don't know if they're if whoever replaces Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant at corner, if they're going to be good. I don't know who's going to roam the deep safety position and replacing Brian Cook. There's a lot of question marks that are going to be surrounding this program in the spring, that are going to be surrounding this program throughout the offseason when we get to fall camp. This is going to be a different feel. For who the Bearcats lost last year. But it's also a different feel because you're coming off a college football playoff appearance. And just because the circumstances of players leaving and coaches leaving, maybe the realistic expectation is they're not going to be college football playoff worthy. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't expect them to not make it. Because they still can. I would argue a 13-0 that season this year would be a more impressive achievement than last year's because last year they had the talent to do so and we saw it I don't know if they have the talent this year I think SMU is going to be really good I think Houston's going to be really good I think UCF could have a bounce back year Memphis could maybe have a bounce back year too I don't know what's going to happen but what I do know is your expectations should not change Because football can sell a college football playoff berth to recruits. Men's basketball can't celebrate the equivalent in their sport to recruits. I'll touch on that next. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar. Because this is the time of year that I have pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Not this year, though. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, they're high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these because they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars contain only just 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs each and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar which has... 
usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Bill Bars, they have mint brownie, coconut, excuse me, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Bill Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, April 6th. 2022, we talked about how your expectations for the Cincinnati Bearcats should be college football playoff every season, including this season. And football can sell a college football playoff berth to recruits. There is tremendous momentum on the football front. There's not as much tremendous momentum on the men's bas- on the men's basketball front. There just isn't. I have talked a lot about the history of the Bearcats men's basketball program and how great it is, how illustrious it is. I talked about on yesterday's show why Bob Huggins getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame this year, getting inducted, is long overdue. He was the face of that program in an era that shaped Bearcats men's basketball into what it is today. But he is not, but let me explain this. Let me, let me say this to you. Despite all this great history, the Bearcats have only been to one Final Four in the last 60 seasons. One, I'm sorry, two Final Fours in the last 60 seasons. Two. So when a, when a recruit is being sought after by schools, one question they should ask themselves is what's in it for me? Can I play in a Final Four here? Can I win a national championship? Can I develop into a prospect for the NBA draft? I don't know. I don't know what questions recruits ask themselves. Those are the questions I would ask if I was being recruited. At the University of Cincinnati, there was tremendous momentum with the basketball program for 16 years. Bob Huggins built that program into a national brand. Great regular seasons, great players, Air Jordan uniforms. You know, a style of play that was incredibly conducive to winning, at least in the regular season and in the postseason as well. I don't think we have, I mean, right now, Bearcats men's basketball since Bob Huggins left in 2005, after the 0405 season. Bearcats men's basketball has gone through Uh, Four different head coaches. They've gone through multiple athletic directors. They've gone through conference realignment, both good and bad. There has been stable times. Nine straight NCAA tournaments. But what has come from those appearances? One Sweet 16 since 2001. And that's why now you look at all these recruits. They're not considering Cincinnati. They're going to schools like Kentucky. They're going to Kansas, who just won the national championship. They're going to North Carolina, 
They've been to three Final Fours in the last seven seasons, in the last six NCAA tournaments. A matter of fact, they've played in three national championship games in the last six NCAA tournaments. That is a remarkable, that's those are remarkable accolades and accomplishments. You play for a conference, you play for a national championship three times in six tournaments. You don't get that here in Cincinnati. The Bearcats are a, a prime example of how of what Cincinnati sports used to be and partially still it partially still is this way. They're good, but there's nothing special. And they more often than not bow out in the early rounds of the postseason. Now the Bengals changed that this year with their franchise and their fan base, but the Bearcats have not changed that. The Bearcats went to three Elite Eights in five years from 92 through 96. Bob Huggins had that program at the top of the sport. They beat Duke in 98. They were the number one team in the country in 2000, and yet they had four straight second-round exits. Every one of Kenya Martin's years, four straight second-round exits. They went to the Sweet 16 in 2001. They should have gone in 2002. They lost in double overtime to UCLA in the second round of the tournament in Pittsburgh. Men, what does men's basketball have to sell to recruits? Well, we're a perennial tournament team. I'm not sure if this day and age, if players really want that. They want to go to a school where they can play in the final four. The Bearcats need to recruit a player that can, like Desmond Ritter, reshape and restructure the standards. Showcase what's possible. When a player like that comes through your program, it changes things. Bearcats men's basketball, though, has been at the top before. There are two national championships. But like I said yesterday, very similar to the Bengals. The present right now is bleak. And when it's bleak, you don't really have much positivity to think about as a fan. That's why Bob Huggins getting into the Hall of Fame is long overdue. You can now look back on that, that era of men's basketball with a sense of completion. A sense of, okay, it paid off. Our leader got into the Hall of Fame. That is something you should look at. And yet Bob Huggins can't even get into the, to the own, to his own school's Hall of Fame. He's not even in the UC Athletics Hall of Fame. Football can sell that, hey, we just played in the college football playoff. You come here, anything is possible. We might be in the group of five right now, but damn it, we just reached the college football playoff as a group of five team. We did what was maybe three to four years ago considered unthinkable and impossible. Because we saw UCF never really get that close. Heck, the Bearcats in 2020, when there was even the inkling of a, of a chance that they could make the college football playoff. And they did not even get that close. They dropped in the rankings without even losing the game. Because apparently not playing, apparently if they didn't, if you didn't play, you could drop. I don't understand how that works or how that worked. You can sell to recruits in football that you just made the college football playoff. But what recently has the Bearcats men's basketball program done? That's why 2018 was the year to advance. In the Sweet 16. They didn't have many four or five star players. 
I don't even think there was a National Player of the Year candidate on that team. But that was just a really good team with a lot of great players. And they once again came up short, lost in the second round. You can't sell your recent success to recruits in men's basketball. That makes it harder for Wes Miller to do his job because he has to somehow get this team next year to the tournament, which I don't, which I think he can. I mean, I think the Bearcats, I mean, any team can make the tournament any year. Ask St. Peter's about that. But you're not going to be able to get a lot of high priced recruits, I think, if you're trying to sell what this program is about. You can sell a program's history. But you can also look at what they've done lately and say, well, no Final Fours in 30 years, no Sweet 16 since 2012, only one since 2001, and they haven't been to the Elite Eight since 1996. So while there is a lot of history to sell, and you can be part of that tradition, you can play for a school that has a rabid fan base that loves their basketball. But in terms of success, is there really much to sell? You can't sell a Final Four right now. You can sell that they've been to six Final Fours. Five of those came in the late 50s, early 60s. One of those came in 92. When you you sell to a football recruit at college football playoff berth, that happened last year. That is recency. That is tangible. That is enticing enough to lure a recruit. And the fact that they're going to the Big 12, which in football, I think they will have no problem transitioning. Right now, the football program has tremendous momentum. And men's basketball is just kind of, it's there. But it doesn't have the same presence that it did. And there are things that have happened in recent years that maybe have caused that, not on the court. But on the court play has not been great the last, especially two seasons. It wasn't that great in 2020. That you cannot sell to recruits right now much success in the postseason. And that's why it's imperative for Wes Miller to turn this program around quickly to keep getting recruits. Because you should be able to get more once you go to the Big 12. You know, we're seeing, we saw Mike Saunders Jr. go to Utah and Tari Eason go to LSU. Power 5 programs. Tari Eason last year and LSU played in the SEC or in the NCAA tournament. Mike Saunders Jr. is going to Utah. Utah can make the tournament this year. They could. Football has a huge luxury right now that they just made the college football playoff. You can sell that to recruits, especially in a state like Ohio and a city like Cincinnati. And that leads me to an article I read recently about why the University of Cincinnati is such a great place to go to school and why the football program has been leading the charge in the renaissance of the university over the last 20 years. My mom would say it's been since the 80s. More on that in a minute. But first, I got to tell you about Rock Auto. That's what this episode is brought to you by. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, April 6th. 2022. So Jason Williams, if you read him in the Cincinnati Enquirer, he's a political columnist. And no, I'm not about to talk. I'm not about to talk politics on a Bearcats sports podcast. I would never do that. But Jason Williams went to the University of Cincinnati. By the way, he's a former colleague of mine at iHeartMedia Cincinnati. He went to the University of Cincinnati in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he recently wrote in a story for the Enquirer. He told a friend that someday the University of Cincinnati would be a great place to go to school. And at that time, if we're talking about it from a sports perspective, the Bearcats men's basketball program was unbelievably good. The football program was eh, just there. You went to the football games because you had to if you wanted to get basketball tickets. I've talked to many people about that. So... Then Jason goes on to say that now you look at the school and you see that the pride that students, alum, alumni, professors, whatever, they have a pride that is reminiscent of Ohio State. It is a community. It is a religious – he described it some, – someone in the article that he talked to described going to a football game as like going to church. And everybody gathering, buying into one common goal. And the passion that is for this university right now has come so far in 20 years. A good friend of mine who I worked with on my staff at Bearcast Media, she was a member of our sports staff. She did a a show for Bearcast Media in the TV studio when she first started. And it was a, you know, it had some comedy to it. And she started the show by saying, good evening, all of you OSU rejects. And I will admit, I laughed at that. Because I, I heard that when I started at UC, I heard the perception. Well, you're here because you probably didn't get into Ohio State. And yeah, it probably was to a degree somewhat true. It's not now. It's not. Every year that I was at Cincinnati, the enrollment increased every single year. You now have almost 50,000 students at the University of Cincinnati. 50,000. That's impressive. Like I have said on this show before, I remember my very first UC football game I went to was in 2008 against Syracuse. I'm like, Cincinnati, this will be fun. We never, And we never went downtown. I'm like, where's all the buildings? Where are we? Like, this is not the Cincinnati I know. And at that time, 
Nipper Stadium had not been renovated. The press box was just a small box in the middle of the field on the Bearcats sideline. The campus, I don't really remember much about the campus. But I saw how far the campus came in my four years at Cincinnati. Every time my mom would come to visit, and she's a UC alum, every time she came to visit, she could never believe how how far the campus had been renovated, how much it had been renovated, how far it had come. She always would tell me it was never like this 30 years ago when I went here. She she always would tell me that. And so I saw when I when I when I decided to go to the University of Cincinnati, I knew it was where I wanted to go. And it was a great decision, but I didn't know in hindsight just how much pride I would develop for the city of Cincinnati and how much pride I would develop for the school. I based I based a lot of my decisions. I based a lot of my decisions to go to college based on sports. Because sports are, you know, a huge part of my life. I grew up a Bengals fan, a Yankees fan. Yes, I know. So I wanted to go to school where I knew the sports teams were going to be good. And I knew Bearcats basketball was really good. And I didn't, and, and I got into Kentucky. And obviously we know Kentucky's basketball program. I could have gone there. It's a little expensive. So I'm like, all right, Cincinnati, I'm close to home. I can probably carve out a, a, a really good resume and career working in with the student newspaper and Bearcast Media. And sure enough, I was sports director for three years, called football, men's basketball games. And a lot of the opportunities that I pursued came into fruition. At a school like Cincinnati, where the football program hadn't been established, the Bearcast media sports staff was, to put it lightly, just there, not really there. But once I took over, and we got a staff, and we built the, and we built the staff from the ground up, and once we were able and realized, hey, we can do football and men's basketball games, it took off from there. It really did. So I saw the university grow in my four years. A football program that was just there. You went to the football games because, you know. Let me give you an, let me, let me give an example. The group that I was involved with, one of them, was the Rally Cats. The Rally Cats are the, are the head student spirit group at the University of Cincinnati. Great organization. Great people. Blessed with many great experiences, went to New York, Memphis, and Philly with them, and Nashville. And so, I remember the last football game of 2017. There was a post on Instagram. One of them posted, one of them, one of the members posted on Instagram pictures of them at the last game. And there was maybe about 10 of them there. That's it. It was the Saturday of Thanksgiving, and no one was there. You fast forward this year. And the week before Thanksgiving, that stadium was sold out for an SM for, for SMU, a 10 and 0 Bearcats team. And I think maybe we take for granted how far this football program at the university has come. You shouldn't. I remember John Cunningham, the current director of athletics, at his introductory press conference, 
said that we need to see more Bearcats gear and more Buckeyes gear. Because as Jason says, now that we have pride like Ohio State, remember when, remember how many Ohio State fans you would encounter in Southwest Ohio and, and in Cincinnati? Because they're like, well, the Bearcats aren't very good. Ohio State's really good. I'm, I'll just jump on their bandwagon, even, even if he didn't go there. Now, I don't know the exact statistics, but I've always, I, I have seen Ohio State pride. There's an Ohio State bar in Cincinnati, I'm sure. That's how big of a brand they are. But now the University of Cincinnati is comparable. Yes, their stadium is not, is not even half as big in, in terms of capacity as Ohio State's, but it's a loud stadium. They're going, the, the Bearcats are going to a Power 5 conference. They just made the college football playoff. They just beat Notre Dame. They beat Indiana. Say what you want about Indiana last year being 2-10. and 10. They still did. Where this university has come the last 20 years is, it's like, yeah, I want to go to Cincinnati. I'm not going there because I didn't get into Ohio State or I can't go anywhere else because it's too expensive and I can afford to go to UC. It's not like that anymore. You have, I met so many people from, you know, other parts of the world. I met people from Seattle. I met someone from Seattle my second year. I met people from all over the country that came to the University of Cincinnati. I knew someone who came from Philadelphia, who was in my journal, who was in the journalism major when I was a journalism major to start out. I met so many people from so many different parts of the country coming to UC. The diversity was incredible. Next Lives Here was incredible. The 1819 Innovation Hub. No longer was the University of Cincinnati just another school that was just there and you could go because you didn't get into Ohio State. It was a school that you wanted to get into. The DAP program is incredible. The new Lindner Center College is incredible. A lot of things, like the Fifth Third Arena renovation, Nipper Stadium was renovated two years before I got there, and it was still a big enough story that I did a story on Nipper Stadium for the news record. There was a lot that happened and a lot that helped the university become more modernized. You walked around campus the first year I did, 2017, 2018, and there was construction everywhere. And I remember it was whether it was from Fifth Third or the Lindner College. It wasn't until my third and fourth years that walking on University of Cincinnati's campus felt incredible. The trees, the modernized buildings, Nipper Stadium right in the middle of campus and its renovations, Fifth Third Arena being right there, which I snuck into plenty of times when I was a student there. And I wasn't the only one that did. It became a modernized campus. It really did. And now you have... The passion, there are some statistics that Jason provides in his in his story. Merchandise sales have gone up significantly from Luke Fickle's first season. It means something to you to be a Bearcats football fan. When we talk about, you know, the impact that a college football playoff berth can have on a team, on a school, on a community, and a city, it brought this city together. I'm seeing Bearcat fan accounts post Bengals stuff content. I'm seeing Bengals fan accounts post Bearcats content. Shadow Chosinko was behind the Bearcats making the college football playoff. Um, there was a, I forget what it's, maybe, what's that business called? 
that so many Bearcat athletes are a part of. I can look it up right now. I, so many Bearcat athletes are a part of this um, this company. It is called uh, BSB Sports. And there's a lot of Cincinnati athletes. Evan Prater is a part of it. Vanessa DiNardo is a part of it. And they were and they had a suite at the Bengals playoff game. So we're seeing the community come together. A college football playoff berth and a Super Bowl run can have so much impact on a city. Since these shirts made huge profits, the community was unbelievably uh, embracing the team. And there are more statistics in here. If I tell you the exact statistics of why, of how this run impacted the university. 25,000 applications for the upcoming school year. That's just the start. $2.5 billion in advertising value for the university. That's per an internal report. That's what the football team season generated last year. UC football was mentioned 50,663 times by national and local media outlets. That's up from under 10,000 in Luke Fickle's first season. $7.78 million in sweatshirts, jerseys, t-shirts, and other officially licensed merchandise between July 2021 and February. That's up 61% from 2017 through 2018. That's incredible. It's not only what Luke Fickle's done. It's what President Pinto has done. Mike Bone had a share, had a had a role in it when he was the athletic director at the university. John Cunningham is continuing to grow this university. It, it was a little slow at the start. COVID maybe had a, a, an impact on it negatively, but I tell you what, you're able to get to the Big 12. You're able to make the college football playoff. The Bearcats, part of their building block to making the playoff was playing the 2020 season. They wanted to play because they knew they could be really good, and they went undefeated until – the final 10 seconds of the Peach Bowl. And then if that wasn't enough, it fueled a lot of them to come back in 2021 to make the playoff. Excuse me. Compared to where the school was 20 years ago, with the ugly divorce of Bob Huggins and then-President Nancy Zimfer, and the football program just starting to be on the come-up, and then that dipped back in irrelevancy, and men's basketball, the conference realignment, now you're going to the Big 12. So Jason talks about it in a span of 20 years. I saw so much change in modernization in my four years at the University of Cincinnati. Even during a pandemic, I saw the football program evolve. I saw the Linder Center College before the pandemic. I saw increased enrollment go up during the pandemic. I saw so many great things there at the University of Cincinnati. And that's why this podcast, you know, I want to grow this podcast throughout this offseason because once we hit football season, it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're not going to be like scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. Because that's what we do as producers. That is going to do it for me here on Locked On Bearcast today. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever 
You get your podcast. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore with, that's just how it is, AlexFrank9 underscore N. You can also email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Bearcats on YouTube and like. You can leave a comment on this video. Give it a rating. That helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. You can also like and share a comment if you download this podcast from Apple Podcasts because that will also help more Bearcat fans like you find us. We'll be back tomorrow. More from spring practice. I'm going to compare... A little bit more in depth, Bearcats men's basketball to the old Cincinnati Bengals. I'll leave you with that. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will be back to talk to you tomorrow.